I mentioned this the other day. I'm going to stand by it. Uh-oh. I think that Peter Gabriel records should be a privilege and not a right. Oh. Just Wait. owning them? No, no. Like for as, as an influence, like for bands and things along those lines. It's like, you know, eh, start getting to the say, world sorry, beat. Did you say reverence? No. Did you say records? Peter Gabriel. Who's who's uh, Peter Gabriel? Um, fuck. So you're saying using him as an influence, going down. World beat is strike one. It's all. Oh, world beat. Yeah, I mean, well, fucking. Any, anything, anything. Unless you guys are in world beat, then it's really. Then, cool. then I think it's great. Can't stop the signal. Can't stop the noise. No, it's seriously, it's strike one. You got something you're going up against when when you when you start off with world beat. That, that's my firm opinion. It's, it's you have something ahead, to overcome. Ahead, it's a, Defend it, Evan. It's a, it's go a ahead. firm personal opinion for sure. It's not usually a good sign. Strike one is hard. I I, I say it needs justification. You need to justify. Oh shit! Other than other than sting, other than thousands and thousands of mediocre bands that think because they discovered a uh, compilation CD of African music that they totally are now. Well, we may as well reference the band that we saw. Sure. What are they called? E.B. Kane. E.B. Kane. E.B. It's a terrible band name. (laughs) It's a terrible band name, but a good band. If we want to agree on something, that's a terrible band name. They were great. Yeah, they were wonderful. No, they certainly did have a, a prominent world beat influence <laughs> they certainly uh, did and they certainly did have a peter gabriel influence but i thought they justified it and i thought they were they did well. not not strictly just ripping off that they had its own it's had its own energy and they definitely maybe they their, maybe they definitely had their own stage Paul persona Simon. which yeah, is very pompous but like i don't think it would have i don't think it would have worked if it wasn't pompous i don't know if it's yeah they definitely peter for me like gabriel i said they they out of the gate strike one and they, they ended up uh you know they knocked it out of the park and it was a ground rule double so that was nice <laughs> but uh Conan Neutron Sports Analogy. <laughs> oh, shit. Paul Simon. That's about that it. That's what I got. Guilty that's pleasure. That would have been a good guilty pleasure. I like some Paul Simon. <laughs> You're talking about the radio interview yeah, for no, all three guys. Now I'm thinking of it. Victory and Associates, of which Mouse gave the answer of what your guilty pleasure is of uh, Evan. Well, he's... To, to clear this up in advance, this wasn't even a spontaneous question. We made yeah, an appearance but I still on. Couldn't fucking think anything. We I'm made an appearance like, on Radio Valencia last week really as like. as the band, as Victory and Associates. Welcome to You Can't Stop the Signal. Hey guys, way. how you doing? You probably heard the song already, but uh, we didn't. Miss, uh, yeah, we didn't hear. <laughs> We're running short on time. That's gonna fix it. So anyway, <laughs> you'll hear it eventually. Um, or we will. No, they will have heard it. That's right. Who's hearing but it? I'm not hearing it. Theoretically, we will have listened to this. In our, in yeah. our, in our personal get, timeline. That's fine. In, in, in the reality uh, timeline that you're hearing this in. Right, exactly. But to move forward. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Sort finish, of. finish your story. We, we, we made an appearance it's like as the band. travelers that are very amused oh, with yeah. ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we sure are. Somebody <laughs> gave... <laughs> Speaking of amused, there's not enough sci-fi made that's really just about like, just like, huh, yeah, huh, yeah, sci-fi. That's what that's all we do. Like, Mm -hmm. we that's all we use it for. Sci-fi. But we we made an appearance on someone else's show, which is it's become different for us since we do this so often. (laughs) And uh, but he he had meager requests before we just railroaded around and did did and said what we wanted to. (laughs) <laughs> Which, before Which we, before we, we went also. on the air, he said, we're going to ask you about the best and worst shows that you've ever seen and also what your guilty pleasure artists are. But and, I couldn't uh, use Billy Joel. And I thought he'd to already, myself, that's a little bit that. of a trite question, but sure, if that's what he wants to ask us, we'll be ready to, to discuss right. it because he's even bringing it up in advance to us. Yeah, which it's, it's, yeah. And I proclaimed my, my unabashed love for, for 90s R&B jams. I, I mentioned Kansas. There's a two, couple Kansas songs I like, which and, uh, I do. 
And Mouse really danced around it and like did a really great job of telling a story about how he obtained a bunch of records <laughs> and uh, name checked a bunch of like, oh, I listened to a bunch of really cool like Middle Eastern kind of fusion jazz <laughs> kind of stuff and uh, all this really interesting music out of Africa that has sort of these uh, these blues elements combined with Zydeco and uh, fuck Zydeco. And, and then like that was his answer to that and the dude was ready to move on and i'm like dude that's not a guilty pleasure that's like it's like answering an interview question with well i think my biggest weakness is that i just care too much and yeah. uh but no but, i did i wasn't as bad as Hillary clinton but it was still yeah it was still Christ. definitely we, we all know what you really need out wow. of music anyway right uh, and uh I that's i asked my friend and she said they screamed a lot so i figured you, you would <laughs> that is what i like need. it uh, yeah, somebody that screams. <laughs> as long as they're screaming, Fucking it's okay. 30 seconds by to mouse. Mars. That's yeah, all that's, 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 that's <laughs> 30 that's seconds to Mars reference right about on. how you received that as a gift. That's great. Oh, soundboard. I love you so. You remind me remind us of things that we barely remember saying. <laughs> and that's probably going to be... I'm probably going to hear you on you next time. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> you on you, Q and on you. I don't want to lobby for, for a spot hey, on Let's not get into the DC stuff just yet, okay? <laughs> Here's a song by Primes.
mind control
before that, we had the very excellent Primes with Drive off of their very, very recently released record, Millions, which in our personal timeline... Fresh. Is, uh, it's so fresh. Some, something that came out this week. Yeah, Mind Control cool. is, so uh, is on the Death Fix record, which is still relatively new itself. Available yeah, on, on, on Discord. Old. And... Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. I've been given, I actually been liking it. Like I've been... Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been, cool. I've been it's spinning not spinning it a fair amount. Huh? I've been I've been spinning it. I have to spin it, spin it, giving it a few spins over the last week. Giving it a few spins since you guys told me to. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Jesus, guys, get up my bed. <laughs> <bed. laughs> yeah, so that uh, that E V Kane show with the I said the Peter Gabriel records are a privilege, not a right. Definitely, uh, that that they were they were a good man though. I enjoyed them. To be clear, if I didn't make that. Explicitly, so there. you're saying you, you did, yeah, you just Marty called, you Stern, called an early strike on them. I did, is, but is, then is just, the tail. So you're saying you're, you're not a, a fan of Peter Gabriel? I'm saying that the second band was fucking terrible. Oh okay. god, they were rough. They were man. like a crime against music. They they sounded like L.A. Yeah, and we, if they didn't have two pretty girls in the band, nobody would care. Yeah, we had to get king cans and drink them in the van. Like it was that bad. It was wow. It was real like, bad. It was just like, oh no, I can't be in here. Like I tried to talk myself it was, into it. Like yeah. oh, I'm not interested in this, They're but I can be bored. And then you're bored. And then the bartender's fucking bored. Yeah. Yes, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. No, it's it up. guest appearance by Ryan Christopher <laughs> Parks. Thanks for being with us in the studio. We appreciate your D- just to say that one line and leave. Uh, no, take but, her easy, bro. And and some people seem to be into it. And I don't understand why or to what reason because that band was boring as fuck. And it was. I would almost wish. I don't know how into it people were. It's just some te- sometimes it's like oh, it's a lot of effort to leave. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, I totally like. Well, we're we, we put the effort in. in, in fairness, know. I was like, nope. I'm going to cut bait on this. Yeah. Oh, just, you know what? We'll just wait it out. It's only going to be thirty minutes. It's like uh, you're playing yeah. fucking music. You're Fuck playing it. music to Fuck an audience this. that yeah. maybe wants to hear this what you're fucking, fucking doing. Yeah, lots of vulgarity on this show. Wow, that's a impassioned statement. Cousin, perhaps a- applicable. Um, but they were not good. What were? I don't even know what they were called. Exactly. It's, it was uh, like an acronym are, kind of thing. Don't even know who you're making acronym, fun of or right maybe now. it was a word that looks like an acronym. They're the second like band C- in like what show? Sisu or if, something if for the the devotees so who really want to look it up. So so so. Well, <laughs> it had that level. Just Google of, uh, Marnie Stern and see who the the, the second band was. The and, support, and, and the if you want to if you want to know what a terrible band is, that is something Google can help you with. It's, but I wouldn't recommend it. it, was, well, it was, there's a lot of horrible bands Google can help you. But Marnie Stern was pretty great. It was aggressively mediocre. Unlike Marnie Stern, who was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was she a great killed show. and like she was wasted and still played great. <laughs> Ripped it. Yeah, and uh, and you got to love really, really great, really great band playing with her now. Jo- Milwaukee's Joe Wong. Yeah, you know that form, dude. Form, huh? Formerly of uh, a car. So, um, a, a band before Call Me Lightning and that lineage right. of uh, which we played some Call Me Lightning songs on this. I did not. Uh, I'm very good. Again, very, I did very not good go to the show Milwaukee that these musicians. guys are talking about that they went. If only there were details being given that that could maybe yeah. tell you about it. No, I don't even know what you guys. But he's about. a very good drummer. And uh, well, I love that. Uh, was filling in, you know, following some big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zach Hill, and, uh, and, uh, uh, Kid Millions from Oneida, like some pretty great drummers, and he, he mm-hmm. killed it. Did a great job. Mm-hmm. I loved on the the encore, like the very last song of the encore. There was definitely a moment of, you know, she started to play it, and the bass player's like, "Wait, wait." Second part is what F? Yeah, there was is definitely like, there was <laughs> like, definitely like a little on like, stage <laughs> guitar lesson, and then they killed it. He's like, and yeah, it was, it's, you know. it's F. It's like, wait, wait, so oh, F there, okay. That's all it had to be. They, and then, but, and then they got like, it. They legitimately that. hadn't practiced it, and then they played it. <laughs> that sounded great, you know, and was, people loved it. But it was definitely like a very humanizing moment of like, oh, here's a staged encore, and it was like, oh no, they they probably just thought about, hey, why don't we play this song? People want to hear it, uh, and 
maybe maybe hadn't been integrated into the lives of which when uh, I saw the set list and there was a bunch of crossed out. There was a bunch of like last minute changes and things. So yeah, Marnie Stern, great show. Can't uh, wait to start writing my third encore into my set list. <laughs> I'm only on two right now, but man, when I'm starting to write that third encore, then I know I've fucking made it. It's like there this you go. is big, dude. These art guys aren't gonna leave. Third encore. I never let them down. I always play a jazz odyssey. <laughs> third encore is always gonna be jazz odyssey. <laughs> you know, to my knowledge, Brendan Canty has never played a jazz odyssey. Really, but never, never I, I'd, I'd be interested to know uh, if he has, if I'm correct about that. You well, can ask I say there's only one way to find out. out. Okay. Here, uh, maybe even. Let's ask him. Give him a call. Let's see if he picks up. Live drama. Are we going to get snubbed by Brendan Canty? <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like these live. Like I like that we don't have them on the, the phone first. <laughs> you like that we're totally unprofessional? We could, leave, we could just leave an awkward voicemail I mean, if we, we have to. we get a cool voicemail. You know, like, right, right. Okay. their voicemail. Canty, Neutron. What up? Hello. Hey, Brendan. How's it going? Hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Well, hey, how are you, Welcome buddy? to You Can't Stop the Signal. It's Conan. There's uh, Evan here. Hi, I'm Evan. Hey, what's up? I'm Mouse. You how go- you doing, guys? Good. Doing Fantastic, man. Thanks for being with us. I was. Oh, yeah, no problem. I was wondering if you've ever played a Jazz Odyssey. No. <laughs> style situation for like a third encore maybe like you, know, you come just, out like we're gonna blow their minds this time we're gonna do a jazz odyssey first two encores were good but the third one's jazz odyssey <laughs> not quite i've played very pretentious shit in the past never a job <laughs> 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 so, is my middle name <laughs> so on the, on the phone we have the very admittedly Formerly pretentious, uh, Brennan Canty of the wonderful band Death Fix and uh, many other acts that shall remain unnamed. We have a contest. We, yeah, we made a bet with ourselves, and we're going to see how we do at it. <laughs> oh, man. On a different Good radio luck. show. So, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, let's, let's, see, let's see if we got some real spark here, Brendan. Um, but, but, yeah, we just played some Death Fix. Yeah, we played, uh, we played one of the songs off of the Death Fix record, and uh, we played Mind Control, which is one of the oh. one of my more favorite jams on that record. And it's good. Right I've, been, I've, I've been listening to it a lot, Mouse. Uh, we we were kind of pushing on Mouse to check it out. And yeah, it's like it's been kind of perfect because uh, it it strikes me as a very happy record. And I don't know, it's been like in the seventies and eighties here for the last week or so, and so I've just been kind of having it on. And it's like ah, it's been really you know like nice sunny weather, hanging out, you know like you know having it on the <laughs> iPod, and like and it's been kind of perfect, like like nice little like, again. So yeah, so it lends itself well to nice. that kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. And it's really easy to be happy in California. Sometimes, take, take sometimes <laughs> it is. Except when you look at your bank balance for how expensive it is to live here. You're like, damn, fuck, fuck this. That are one. you guys? You guys are in 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 the Bay Area, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're right. in Ber- we're in Berkeley right now. Yeah, technically speaking, in, in we're the, the recording studios. Of you can't stop the signal. Yes, the you can't stop signal studios. The, the uh, penthouse floor. Yeah, security protected. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. We are one block nice. into uh, Berkeley. It's pretty bougie. You guys <laughs> give my keys a lot of a, a lot of clout. Well, I think it's interesting. Mouse said on a pretty important point that you know this record is kind of like a almost summary feel good record in a lot of ways, but there's some very world weary lyricism and kind of uh, well, you know, kind of some darker subject matter as well. But it's done with like a hey, these are these are some sunny, happy rock and roll songs. Yes, yeah, it's a wide swath of styles that are. Uh, are really really cool, interesting influences that are maybe things that people wouldn't associate with you, right? You know, as like, oh, I never thought I'd hear this kind of like bad finger kind of jam with like this upstrokey backbeat to it. It's still depressing, but 
<laughs> well, but it, yeah, but it we, tricks we, you we into were... thinking maybe it isn't for a second, you know? Yeah, it's sort of like taking your kids through Disney World, you know? It's like really the most depressing place on the planet. But, but they're know, stoked, you, you know? But they're happy and you're like, they're oh. They're really stoked. Yeah, Just shit-eating grins. Yeah. And exactly. as soon as you let go of their hand, you look around and you go, oh, my God, this place fucking sucks. Yeah, and about, you know, it's while totally. you're holding their hand, it's like the most magical place. Uh, well, you know, I have thanks for taking us to most, Disney World. We most of it. life is like that. Uh, yeah. it is. Depends on whose <laughs> hand you're holding, I guess. Yeah, and you're right, sitting there. Well, you're, if, you're holding, if you're holding my hand, most of your life will be like <laughs> You're going to have problems with my children on the That's phone. The, those are just the places you. you're going to take us. So <laughs> Exactly. To be expected, and that's you know that's it's kind of interesting because I think that, and and maybe I'm sort of preconditioned to think about this when when I hear, uh, you know, bands and acts that tend to evoke a, like a lighter sense, a, a lighter sort of feel, like the lyricism in the song matter tends to be on the lighter side as well, like almost as like a prerequisite. And I think I think it's interesting when there's that dichotomy of uh, you know maybe something darker in tone or. You know, and and they can go the other way. Like you know, you have carp. You know, kids can learn from pie. It's scientific, fantastic, and it's like this totally brutal. Like, and like, oh, they're just saying pie over and over again, and like you would think it's either the food, but in fact, it's like the math thing, and they're not even good at math. They just think it's a funny thing to say. But that dichotomy of something, oh, that should be evil and mean sounding. It's like no, it's this evil, mean sounding music, and they're singing this really silly, ridiculous, like nursery rhyme thing over it. In the same sort of way, like you know, like there's some kind of, and I think you can get away with some stuff in, in a pop idiom. Hmm. That you can kind of sneak some things in, like Big Star style, that we were actually listening to the other day. <laughs> yeah, Third Third Sister Lovers yeah. is definitely a, definitely a good example of like, oh, you've written some beautiful songs about some very dark topics here, but you bob your head to them because that's what they're they're put together to do. Like that's how they're constructed, right? Yeah, you know, I th- I think they're just like it's a little bit like when you're writing when I was writing these songs or when we were writing these songs, um, you know, you kind of get. You, you kind of, I mean, you you make the music because that's what you're making. You yeah, know, right. it's sort of like what you're like. You're like, okay, I have got this idea. I'm blah blah blah. You knock it out, and you're like, okay. And then you start writing lyrics, and then you're then you're like, you know, you really have to kind of you kind of have to just sit down and just, you know, you have to come for, come at it from some place. Yeah, and totally. you know, I mean, I I hate to be. I mean, I really don't want it to be like. A total, a total downer. I really don't. But yeah, it, it isn't like, like yeah, you know. But I'm. It's not I'm, how it comes I'm, across. You know, I mean, but, no. it, it's but pretty I'm, well balanced. It's got some critical thinking to it, is what I would more accurate, which, which I think is well, kind of cool. I, I appreciate it. I just, I mean, that's really, you know, quite honestly, it's coming from a super honest place. I, I know it's hard to. That's the thing. I'm not like trying to like be totally a, da- a downer it's just that you know you come from a place where you're like you know having dealt you know i'm like a middle-aged man now. i'm like 47 and i've had like you know a lot i've had a lot of great amazing i mean it's like this like second i mean i'm officially in the second half of my life no doubt okay. i mean i can tell you that and and it's like so you kind so of you there's a whole arc to the first half of your life that includes growing up and and falling in love and um, having children and people dying. And it's like the whole, the right. whole of life is like, right. is ultimately behind me in a lot of ways. And so I'm not like, I'm not like, I mean, it's also ahead of me because I have a whole other, 
you know, I, if I'm lucky, I can live that same amount of time. Or if I'm unlucky. <laughs> sure, <laughs> well. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, you never know. Like, and you're looking at it from... Can't spend, you can't spend too much time thinking about that. And you're looking at it from a different place at 37 and 17, too. Well, but you're like, I mean, you're, you're, fine, you're like at a... You're at a, a a particular space, you know, like where you're able you're able to look at it in that that with that particular arc. You know what I mean? Like you're you're right. like, oh, I'm I'm and here I, in this this point in my life. I understand the people that came ahead of me's point. I understand my point. I understand now the people that are coming after me's point. And it's kind of like yeah, you know you're able I, to like really see the the thread in a weird way, you know. And I'm also uh, almost like on the other side of even having my kids. I have four kids, and they're like almost you know, and one of them's. And, you know, is in high school and they're, but they're all on their way. You know, I mean, they're all like pretty old at this point. And they're what, all, kind uh, of just taking what kind of a uh, music does your high schooler listen to? Do they know that you were in bands and stuff or do they, do they, Oh, Oh yeah, totally. I mean, they, they like, yeah. Asa, my oldest was just out with that. We just played Coachella and then he came out to Coachella with all his, oh, nice. with um, a bunch of his cousins. And I got him like, I got him and his, uh, <laughs> Him and his uh, three of his youngest cousins who live out in Montana and, you know, on out west. And they came out and um, I got them all artist passes. Actually, I've got a, a nephew, right. um, Tur- Turner Turner Canty, lives in Oakland. And I don't oh, know what he, he would. Yeah. And actually, my whole family's from Berkeley. Oh, They're really? All, my, 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 my mom and dad um, had all my oldest brothers and sisters in Berkeley. And, and oh, they were all... Screaming hippies back in the. I mean, they were all like, you know, sixties. <laughs> they went to see Pete Seeger in the park and stuff growing up. But anyway, but yeah, cool. Turner Canty still is uh, is is out there playing music and um, and writing poetry and living living the good life. Yeah, totally. So, awesome. um, What's do you know the but, name but, of the, but, what he's playing and stuff, or is he playing in bands around here that we can go I check think he's out? He's playing under his own name, but I can give you. I I I, I mean, he sends from what I. Oh, maybe it's called something. I can't remember. He sends me his, the records. They're really good. They're super like psych, and he's a, he's a great um, he's a great lyricist. I mean, he graduated from uh, University of Montana for poetry, and he works at a poetry press out there. Nice. Oh, nice. And uh, oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's Oakland's, awesome Oakland Oakland is a place for that. Those, yeah, those kinds a lot. of presses going yeah. on. That's like that total re- yeah. revival happening in Oakland. People doing it themselves that way. Yeah, yeah, he, he's you know they're all, and then my my nephew um, uh, Sam Christopher is comes through there a bunch, but he's in Tucson, but he's he also plays, and they're both big amazing musicians, like completely, completely uh, like he was playing in a band called the Ohioan. He might have come through Sam Christopher. Um, anyway, actually, yeah, yeah, I mean, Philly, they're great. They're kind of like I think they're kind of that new. Uh, um, I don't know. You know, big groups of people who look like they're going to the the mines. You know, they're out the <laughs> mines. They look like yeah. mines. Like, <laughs> like cult rock. Well, cult rock. <laughs> Actually, like I, gotcha. it sounds randomly familiar. Like I, it sounds. Yeah, I think of a friend. They were on me. tour. They were on tour, and I think they played up there. But I'll give you more. I'll have to shoot you an email. If yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. You can slip them in the podcast. Right, you know, right. Like we'll that. Surreptitiously put it they're in. Really we know the program director over at You Can't Stop the Signal. See if we can make it happen. <laughs> you know, we owe them a couple bribes to some sticks concerts, you but, uh, you know, we think they'll pay out. <laughs> but they came down to Coachella. They all came we down to We sent some Coachella hairy girls and, over. And I gave them all, like, artist passes. That's and, awesome. And Asa and his three youngest 
cousins were going around and just bothering, like completely abusing their past. Like going <laughs> of course, up, of course. Going, like, <laughs> like you'd want them to in a good up, way. Going up to Frank Ocean and it's like, hey, I'm Asa, you know. Pictures of all of you know, but Frank, Frank Ocean's probably pretty jumpy these days too. So you got to be careful. He was a, yeah, he was a little. He was a little. Uh, that's topical. Little that's topical guy. humor from outside of the world of indie rock. Yep. For, uh, yes. the astute <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah. So they were basically like all over on. I mean, Ace was like odd future two chains. You know, um, but that's a great. Anyways. That's a great. You know, that that's a great experience to have because. That's not something that they're necessarily going to have access to. I mean, of course, they're going to approach it like a kid, and they're going to have like that that kind of oh, and why should kids sort of and of course in this experience, like, yeah, yo, what the hell? You're you're there, might as you know, might as well go for it. But that's that's something that's interesting. I think you know, if a, a lot of people that don't necessarily know you as a as a guy may not be aware that you're such a family man and to have such like a deep deep set family roots, and that that's something that it's it's not like. Like the Clay Tarver thing in, in Chavez, where he did that article, talked about how f- for years and oh, yeah, years his good. kids didn't cool. know that he even played in a band. Like it was something he just, you know, hadn't decided, had made the decision not to ever mention. And then you know he, had <laughs> like they, they sleuthed him out. Yeah, and they're much. like, hey, what's yeah. you know what's who, the deal? Who said that? Uh, Clay Tarver from uh, Chavez. Oh yeah, and uh-huh. it was a really was, finally, but he, yeah. That's a that's an odd choice to make. Right, especially yeah, when it's Chavez. It's not like you're in, you know. Right. It's like it's a very well. You yeah, know, he he, did, he, he like states his case, and it's like I couldn't really relate to it, but it's like okay, this yeah, is, this is just who you are. And I love the line that says like you know like you know oh you know were you famous like no we weren't famous but we were good and I thought that was such a cool line because that. that's I don't a care good what, line uh, yeah. I don't. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. I don't care what Hutch Hair says. My kids having a drum set like within six months. <laughs> damn it! I, don't care. I heard something. <laughs> I heard somebody say it. Oh, they say some people make money, some people make history. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, that'll work. That'll that's, work. Good. Yeah, that's, that's good. Really that's good. I like good. that. <laughs> make money. You may have just earned a place so, uh, in our soundboard, Brendan yeah, Canty. You did. That's the that's funny. That's where I'm <laughs> gonna be. You're gonna be receiving some some very dainty royalty checks for the <laughs> the play that that'll get on our soundboard. <laughs> right. Of which I think the only, <laughs> only one we got from Hutch from the Thermals was uh, this one. That's actually is relatively on point. Your kid's not in the what? band. Your kid sucks. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is a story about when he he played a show and uh like the people who put it on had their kids be a band and that they opened, that opened to the show yeah and they were just forcing them to be a band and <laughs> it, they weren't really a ba- and like he really that's gonna be me was not gonna say anything mean about anybody whatsoever and we kept pushing him and pushing him <laughs> and that was the story that he came up <laughs> and that with. was the story he came up with that's and good. that's just yeah that's Henceforth, you can't stop the signal history. Anyway, in a non-insular nature, uh, Death Fix. Wait, wait. He was yeah, his his story was was wait. Re- he repeated real quick because you guys are all talking at the same time. Yeah, oh, sorry. we, we said, do that. What did Hutch, what did Hutch say? So we kept trying to force him to to, to say, hey, you know, say what ba- what mean about something? Yeah, yeah no, just, like, just like what's the worst band name that uh, someone ever had that you saw? Or like or, the worst you know. band you ever saw, or you know, like what's the worst? You know, the worst, oh, worst band name, or worst band name, or like worst band, or you know, just kind of. And he was like, no, you know, he was just being really nice. But then the one thing he did say was like, he, like you know this one particular time like and like and it's happened every once in a while i think he's what he said like where people that are putting on the show have their children that are in a band and they let their kids open up the show but they're bad like, <laughs> they're bad parents because the kids don't really want to be in a band they're yeah, just being forced just like, to be in a band by these terrible parents <laughs> and, it is awful isn't it and so then you have <laughs> the culmination of which was uh your kid 
not in a band. Your kid sucks. Your kid's not in a band. Your kid sucks. I love him so much. He's yeah. a good dude. He's, 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 we're going to be playing. Oh we're going to be playing with them in Oakland in in June. Yeah, and it should be fun. Sweetheart, that new record's uh, awesome not, too. I was just, I was just sucking up to Kathy yesterday, saying like, <laughs> "Hey, if you need any opening." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I'm such a fan. I just I, I love those guys. So yeah, they're yeah, they're they're, they're, great. they're really fantastic. And so is Death Fix. Getting so is they're huge, <laughs> huge in DC. Those yeah, guys, <laughs> the, the thermals. They come here and just destroy every time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, they, do, they, um, they do that very well. So how how did uh, you know the, the Death Fix? You're you're playing with um, the fella from Medications is uh, one one of the guys that you're playing with, and uh, yeah, actually Farrakhet. Devin and Mark, Devin and Mark, Devin was in Farrakhet and Medications. Mark, mm-hmm. my bass player, is just was in Medications, but he also plays with me in Kid Congo's band, and he plays guitar. He's just an amazing musician. He's like can play anything. He went to the New School for. For saxophone, he can oh, play wow. guitar. He plays wicked like garage guitar, and he's a great drummer. He plays drums in the makeup now. Oh, cool! And I he's playing, and he's playing bass with us. And and then Devin is, you know, singer and guitar player and medications also completely way more <laughs> way more talented than than I am. I mean, he's like he's like he can seriously play guitar. He can seriously play drums. He can seriously sing, and it's like. So those guys, I, you know, when I was putting this band together, I was like, Rich and I had been writing, and, and I was like, fuck, you know, I got to get out of the house, man. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I was like, Domestic I, wanted play I wanted to play, yeah, we were like, right, I was like, we, I really want to try, you know, try to play this stuff out. So we, and I call, I was talking to my brother, who's like a big, you know, he's like kind of a mentor to me, and he's, 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 you know, the guy who saw Hendrix, you know, five times and blah, blah, blah. I saw, I saw every and MC5 and he's just like, yeah. he's just, he's a writer, he's a writer. He's a, he's, he's Turner Canty's dad, um, Kevin Canty. He's a, he's a writer and teaches at the big grad program up in, in Missoula. But he's, um, nice. Good he's like, oh, just go out. They just go out. And, and he's an awesome player too. He's a slide, mostly a, 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 a like slide player, but he's, like, just go out and get the best musicians you can. And I was like, okay, well, I'll get Devin and Mark. And so I just called them up, and they were totally up for it. And now, I've, I, now I feel bad because I've, like, trapped them for a couple of years. <laughs> you know, year you are with me. It's funny how that works out. Like, sounds great over right, beers, right. but then when you're, like, like linked into band practice and shows, you're like, shit, what did I do? Oh. Yeah, right. And now here you, know, you are, like, three, you years, are. <laughs> three years later. You know, some, you know a thing or two about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little Stockholm syndrome going on. No, here. no, no. Not with you guys. <laughs> with, <laughs> oh no, no, not with you yeah. guys. <laughs> not with you guys. I love playing drums with you guys. It's fun. It's now the like, podcast. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna break so up much. your band on the podcast. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Controversial. I'm just a mixer. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. You know, like that's funny because I, I I I did. I'm that weird guy that listens to the band and like checks it all out on the internet and stuff. And I was reading that uh, you're all kind of like multi instrumentalists And I was at, I was wondering if uh, you know, like when you're recording the record, did everybody kind of contribute to everything, or was everybody kind of sticking to their to their own parts? You know, to like, did you right? You know, like like was everybody. The, Every everybody pretty much stuck to their own part. I mean, right. Mark played some a little bit of like, you know, he played the sax on the end of the transmission, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. played like some, some shakers and congas and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think it would be great 
to bring in the other the, the other things that they do. Um, it's just one of the things that it's like this this like it's kind of an arrangement that we have that I'm kind of forcing myself into this role a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah, um, right? Because you've I been mean, a, like, yeah. you've been a guitar player I've, for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, I've always played. I've always played guitar, but I never like. Like, this is literally the first time I've ever gotten up, and I mean, I've I've had like joke bands. We've had like, we had like the brief weeds and like fake psych bands and stuff like that that we right. used to be playing. But, but this is the first band that I've actually gotten up and said, like, "Okay, I'm, this is a song I wrote, and I'm playing guitar, and I'm you know, right, right, totally. it, and You're gonna play, you know. So, so in some ways, it's kind of like it's I like a little more personal in a weird way. Sorry to talk. Yeah, about I kind of feel I kind of feel like this is kind of needs to be that. It needs to be a process of. I mean, we just have to, I just have to, I mean, I'm still learning and I still have to, and, and that's what, it, that's what, that's what I like about it is that it's like forcing myself to either, you know, to figure out how to do it or, you know, shut the fuck up. I mean, when yeah, I, yeah, I, totally. when <laughs> it may, I mean, you know, the whole thing might end up being like a total dead end, you know, for me creatively, but I still, I like, I dig, I love the process. I really like working um, and trying, trying to do this. I mean, I, I like it's, right, it's sure. like it's it's it really is like like well, I know there's a lot to learn in this as far as you know singing and craft and songwriting and all and and just playing and just being like oh shit, I'm up in front of a bunch of people and I've got a yeah. car and I'm supposed <laughs> to be entertaining them. That whole thing like is brought me to like this whole state of um. Like I'm, 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 you know, I'm really not jaded about it. I'm really like, I, I sit here and I'm like, I call him Gee and Ian, and I'm like, you know, you guys were really fucking awesome, man. Guys. Oh <laughs> yeah, really, right, yeah. I really appreciate, it, but totally anew. Like you have a different level guys, of appreciation now because you're now it, in that yeah. role, and you're like, uh, oh wow, this is fucking hard as fuck. Like just even, 100%. yeah, even just playing like, the songs competently is not necessary. <laughs> You know, not necessarily like you get the easiest thing in the world, but when you put that level of energy and and originality right. into just being into doing it, you know, and doing so. it, yeah, it, it it requires a different part of, and which isn't to say that you know, I mean, drum be, a great drummer is like one of the most amazing thing in in music, as far as I'm concerned, but it's a, a totally different type of skill. Yes, yeah, so everyone's you're putting your a person your personality out, but it's a different part of your personality, kind yeah. of, you know, yeah, it's, it's a little more vul- yeah. vulnerable in a different way. Oh, it's way different. It's, uh, it's completely different. It's complete, and it's and it's a complete revelation. And I and you can really see when you're in this when you're in the singer guitar player role, like what the drummer's feeling. You know, suddenly mm-hmm. there's like there's all sorts of different sacrifices that people are making and input that people are giving. And you know, I mean, it's just you know, it's it, it is a vulnerable position because. You're like, okay, look at all this crowd I've gathered, and now I have to, you know, now yeah, I can deliver think this. I should prob- probably be good. Oh, probably entertain these motherfuckers. I should probably do this with, yeah, not phoning this one in. I should consider doing this well instead of poorly, as I was planning earlier. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's completely different. And so, uh, to me, as a learning process, it's been amazing in that regard. I can't, but I will say it's like, you, you know, if humility is your final goal, I'm well on the way. I'm like <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely getting, you know, more more humble in in terms of that, you know, in terms of dealing dealing with, um, you know, just dealing with the whole thing in a reality. It's sort of like going out and hunting down and destroying myths. 
is what it's like. You know, you start, mm-hmm. you're like, you have like these, you have these unproven theories all built up in your head and you go out there and you test them out, and, yeah. you know, and, 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 uh, and start living in the real world. And I really like that. I mean, I've been, it's been a real great process for somebody who's been really like stuck. You know, I've had a pretty, you know, I mean, we've been living in DC and playing in the occasional band and, you know, just for, not for, just for fun mostly, you know, so this yeah. is more like, Oh shit, let's go out. And, when you're really trying to do it or you're on the road and, you know, it's been a really, it's been great. Actually. I, I have to say, put yourself out there. Gonna, That's what you're doing. You're putting yourself out there. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever comes of it is definitely putting yourself out there. And I think that's, I mean, I just feel like that's the thing you have to look for is that really fucking that feeling that, well, it's, 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 it's interesting how much I can uh, relate to you because I'm I'm a I'm a drummer myself and I've I've sang in front of people like twice in my life and the thing is like I'll I'll tape a cymbal to my head and like a snare drum to my test <laughs> chest you know and I'll I'll, get, I'll go up there and entertain you fuck it like you know like I can I'm adept to that enough that I can just like ah oh, here's your like whatever slapstick comedy you want he's but, an like, excellent jackass but, yeah, yeah yeah I'm an excellent <laughs> jackass but yeah. if I have if I have to get up like. <laughs> When I had to go up, and it was amazing how scared I was to have to sing in front of people. Like, yeah. like, oh, there's a big crowd of people here, and I'm going to have to sing for them and be in front of yeah. everyone. This is a way different, way different, you know, bag of tricks that I'm used to. Than you know, yeah, yeah right. And then, like, so, and all this time as a drummer, you've been taking, you know, you've been like, oh, like you don't even, you just doesn't even cross your mind how difficult it must be. N- exactly, to open your right? mouth In front of a microphone, yeah. Totally. You're like, so really, what I'm doing, these guys don't appreciate what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sweating it out back here. <laughs> <laughs> My delts are fucking burning, exactly. bro. Like you got, man, dude. My oh. backwards baseball hat's drenched I don't know if my wrist can do this next song, man. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But it's, you know, the my bandanas are fucked up. <laughs> As a singer and a guitar player, you're sitting there and you're just like, you're like, when, you're, when your rhythm section is, is is great. You're just like you feel like you're driving the fucking Mack truck. Yep. You know? You're like, this totally. is awesome. Totally. You're yeah. making my song sound fucking great, you know? Well, well and, and it allows a certain freedom of movement to put the energy that might be otherwise used for, you know, a more nervous or uh concentrate towards insecurities and you can use that towards presenting what you're doing and presenting like maybe like this if you if you're a lyrical band presenting the lyrics in a way that can get across in a way that you wouldn't be able to if it was like hey here's some bar band and here's like right. you know the the math teacher who like plays bass in his spare time and he plays it up really high and he pops every once in a while and it's really not a good thing when he does that but he really <laughs> likes to yeah. yeah i like to show off the girls like the popping Girls love it. Doing once mar- I, once I start popping, there's no stopping. I'm if I march forward and pop, it's off. It's off. The crowd, crowd doesn't even know. Yeah, marching it off is pretty sexy. <laughs> exactly. So, so with with the death fix, since you are, you know, a lot of a lot of this is coming, you know, from a very from from a place that you know that's very you, and you're you're finding your own voice with it. How? How did these songs come together before the the band? Like, was some of the existing demo form? Yeah, can I kind of attack on a question I had to, like to the, that I was thinking of too? Like, uh, because uh, like, <laughs> can you I just read... ignore my question entirely and listen? No, no. To no like, how did they come about? Like, like because my question is like, what were like were there were there specific influences in mind, or was it kind of like yeah, it was it, an organic like, process, or was, was it, it like something, something that... that you guys were you know you were just kind well, of making these songs, or is it like, like I think it's rich. Rich and I are coming from you know pretty different 
zone. So there's a there's a propensity just to meet in the middle. And so there's 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 a little bit of that going on. And and if there's like like there is a certain like something like mind control definitely was something that I had like I just demoed on my own or hospital. Like those right, I right. have like almost complete demos of just me playing those songs and singing them. But, I mean, did you have um, the idea that, like, oh, how about have a funk song where I'm talking about going to different people's houses? <laughs> like, what's your relationship with James Murphy? Is, is the... That's, I know, right? I mean, um, that was just a weird, that was just, like, us, uh, you know, kind of fucking around. To be honest with you, like, it was like, we were like, <laughs> like, we're like, we had. It's been the most talked had, about track. A, I wouldn't say it's the favorite, but a, it's been the most talked about. What's that? I think it's been the most talked about, about track amongst people that I've played it for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like, you, know, you notice so, it. it is, is what I I'm like, saying. Yeah, it's like completely different. Um, I, I like, I like the fact that people either love it or hate it, and I also like. I mean, the only, the only it's, it's, it's honestly a song that can be a little bit of both, which is can be an impressive feat in and of right. itself, also, and not necessarily right. a bad thing to be like. Yeah. Oh, why are you talking about Heidi Klum when you're like, oh, but I'm grooving to this still, you know? Right. It's like mid-period yeah, Gang yeah, of yeah. Four, where you're like, wow, this song's you know pretty good. Like the production's bizarre, and I don't know what they were trying to do with this over here. But like, oh, this is you know, if you if you just can turn off like some sort of logical center, if that's what's bothering you, then you can just enjoy it, you know, or vice versa. You know, it's but like, it is also right. just kind of like, if I hate LCD sound system, I can think this is awesome. If I love LCD sound system, I can think this is awesome. It all right. it, it works on both of those levels, also. I think. And the funny thing is, just by mentioning James Murphy, we have had people say, oh, my God, that's so hilarious that you mentioned James Murphy. I love LCD Sound System, too. And then we've also had other people say, oh, my God, I can't believe you dissed James Murphy so hard. <laughs> no, because it's, it's, it's really <laughs> not both. Like, yeah, you can read it either, either way. way. And I'm just going to say, just in, in case James Murphy ever listens, that I'm a huge it's not the biggest LCD sound system fan on the planet. The last, he lists, song, he the last band <laughs> I was in the pit for freaking out and jumping up and down with a bunch of 20-year-olds was LCD sound system. Awesome. Nice. And so I was like, cool. yeah, I was like high-fiving people I'd never met. I unfortunately did not I get to see them. I did not get to see them live, but I have a few of their records and they're very, very good. And those, Yeah, the last the last tour, I was like, I was like, I, and I didn't know it was going to be the last tour, but I was just so deep in I was so in love with them and so I just got I just went you know I just had, went, I had to go off a little bit on them because um, so it really is it really is truly and I've had people call me and go like you know you know I'm calling bullshit on you because you there's no way you like Scritty Politty and I'm like <laughs> fuck you I fucking love Scritty Politty I say go back and listen to their rough trade singles go back and listen like they were a crazy Politico punk band before and a noise band before they ever became like a pop band and check it out i dug them when they were a pop band too so i mean like i'm like that that there's just like it's like most of those things i think in that song we were just sitting around kind of like yeah fuck it let's say blah 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 and but we were kind of it was kind of coming from a place where we were just kind of dug the people who we were, we were mentioning it's really the the idea the premise came from rich who's an absurd guy i mean he's definitely like he definitely is like you know i had this crazy idea that and i was like okay let's run with that and give it a shot you know so i don't know it was uh yeah 
And part of that is, you know, a lot of times people will just assume that the, the style of music or the type of music that the person makes is the only type of music that they listen to. And well, I, I know, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, so and you I, definitely show off the I influence did. box a little uh, bit, too, which is nice, too. Because, what's that? Well, you, you get to show off your influences a little bit in a way where like everything works together, but it's not like all these songs sound the same and they're not all like, oh, these are the DC right. sound. <laughs> Here's the band that has right, like mean, the jazz song, and then they have their classic rock number. And like, no, it's, it's not like that exactly, but it definitely shows a, a pretty wide depth of influence and, and again like i said I, th- I think it's a logical fallacy that people assume that oh this electronic artist probably only ever listens to electronic music and then if you're talking to someone that you know is really a music fan they listen to everything right because you kind of have right. to and that, really to, and un- great to understand how everything fits together yeah. you need to hear a wide yeah. range of things yeah and that's and you just have to kind of you just kind of have to go with what's kind of turning you on a little bit and so like we did like the first song on the record better than bad we we're like we we're like oh this is Great. It's sort of like um, you know, I don't know. We're just like it's kind of George Harrisony, but it's yeah, also totally. blah blah blah, and it's also yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. And I you're said, like, you can pick a lot of like, different things. Oh, it's kind of T Rexy. Like, oh, like I didn't hear that, but oh, it totally is. You yeah. know, like there's lots of things right. that you love that you're like, oh, this kind of fits in. Which we played that song right. last episode when we had a, a music writer and awesome rock critic Stephen Hyden on, and that, that's a yeah, that's a total jam, and that's a great first song on the record jam for that reason because it kind of hooks you in and then you're like oh well is everything going to sound exactly like this and like oh no not exactly. you're like no the no, second exactly. song is like really good but it's a whole different vibe different kind of different kind of thing you know that's funny i was listening yeah. to it with, uh, with mona and she said that when the second song came on it's like oh what is this like oh, right it's, it's like no no it's the same, same band, same band. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not genre music it's uh well, that makes that makes me happy because right. i mean honestly really really honestly makes me happy it's really it's um you know, it's hard to, because we're, you know, ultimately, because being on Discord, you know, it gets out in front of a lot of Fugazi fans really quickly, you know, I mean, like, those are the people, the people who are sort of, and they're just, certain, and it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily... You, you, gonna, lost, like, you lost the contest, by the way. <laughs> I don't think he was participating. Oh, but. okay, never mind. The contest is still ongoing. <laughs> no, no, like, I understand what you're saying, though. Like, We did go 33 it, minutes, it, by it the gets way. It, it gets it a, an was audience... the contest? The contest was who's going to... Oh, I don't know. Is it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's going to say gonna, it first? Oh, no, okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, when we... when. Okay, so I, we were just I, being I, silly. I, I, do I get something for losing the contest? No, <laughs> you, you were not even really like it was mentioned, but you were not fully appraised. Yeah, you were, should have let you know. In, in the spirit guys, of we, we did an interview as our band, but in propping ourselves up also as podcasters, we were going to try to try to go go as deep into this interview as possible. Stri- no, 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 no. on death fix <laughs> and, right. and Brendan right. Canty personal. Yeah, we material. ultimately want to talk on, about what's interesting. But, but like like yeah, I want to so. get back to what he's saying though. Like like because he's right. It, it is on Discord and like there's a there's a certain built-in audience, you know what I mean? Like that it's sure. always going to go to Well, that's like, the thing. And it, it's kind of like it's great because it gets out to everybody really quickly to the people who care about that. But it's also like it's just so not a Fugazi record. And it's so like there's just not one of the things about the record is that you just like I'm not like I'm not bringing that into the writing process. I'm bringing myself totally, in, totally. but I'm not bringing that. I'm not bringing like one thing about Fugazi is like over the years, it just got harder and longer to make records because you're dealing with all sorts of, you know, back catalog and things you don't want to repeat and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, and this right. one, I'm just like, okay, I just, I'm, I'm just going to pretend like, like I'm not even, it doesn't, you don't even need to pretend. You don't even need to pretend it doesn't exist. You just say, okay, I'm writing with somebody who's like, you know, entirely different, and we're going to just like go and collaborate. Blank and just, like, canvas. Like, it's be, a blank canvas. 
yeah, yeah, Tabula Rasa, and you just go out and you like get, you know, you just like, you know, just you basically have a relationship with somebody you're 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 working with, and you say like, let's just make something that's that's ours, and that's something that Rich and I were, I, I felt, you know, like the process of writing with him is like so eternally positive, and it's so fresh for me that it was like something that I really, I mean, I just. Um, that it became, you know, it is what it is, and I kind of gave myself over to it. But it doesn't necessarily, it's not going to necessarily resonate with every fan of the um, unmentionable band. It's not that they're, <laughs> <And> un- it's, <laughs> they're not, it's, not, it's not unmentionable. We just, I say the back catalog still in print, let's say it. Fugazi, it's still available, Fugazi, still available yeah. through Discord. As, yeah, and there's a great package. We may as well mention it, right? Can we just say, right. can, well, we can say get all of it, right? Yeah, I actually just reordered damn near every Fugazi record on vinyl because I only have ever uh, owned a 7 inch and I, I got the Death Fix record when I got it and was was great and I was, it was a perfect opportunity like oh I've been meaning to pick up this Death Fix record anyway I got some extra cash I've been talking about you know it would be nice to own those records on record now that I, I, I never I was I was always believe it or not don't mock me I was a cassette guy <laughs> For a long yeah. time, I love it. it Did you grow up in it's, Poland? It's, it's era, bro. <laughs> God damn it, Brendan Canty. Uh, uh, yeah, Poland, it was a war torn region that, always, that generated the Poland, neutron. Poland would always like license. They were the only company that could that would in the eighties would like license the record. They're, I think they were the, probably the only people who did license our records. You know, like we couldn't get Discord records into Poland. Right. So they would license records, and huh. they all came out on cassettes over there. So everybody That's awesome. in Poland has these weird Polish Fugazi cassettes. It's That's the awesome. only place in the country. Super collectible. It's not actually on Discord. Wasn't there like a Polish reference in one of the uh, on one on one of on, on one of like the records or something? I'm trying to remember. There's a song called There's a song called Polish, which you probably read as Polish. Polish. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, cruel duality. Uh, language, you have undone me again! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when you decided, all right, so we're, you know, we're writing these songs, we're doing this thing, at what point you're like, I got it, it's Death Fix. That's what this is. Like, Was that an easy decision, or is that... Yeah, ban, worst, ban, band name decision. Name, really, maybe the worst name ever. Oh, but no, my is, friend. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It, it is not, but I've uh, <laughs> heard of... Uh, okay. Vic, Vic. You mean you're only saying that because you've heard worse? <laughs> no, we I, we've heard much worse. I, I think it's an interesting name. I think it's it's not what I would think of when I hear the music, but that's fine because it's a little yeah. bit of a yeah, blank you think slate. It would, you would think it would be heavier, but uh... right. I'm I'm thinking of something that's you know maybe uh, Melvin's esque or something, and uh, yeah. oh, but they really yeah. they have their Slayer parts too. You know, something like really <laughs> really heavy and like mean right. sounding. All blast. Yeah, I know. All the time. I know what you mean. You know, it was like um, it was one of those things where I, I, I was, I just, it was came from me, and I was like, I don't know, I always want to name something Death Fix, you know. Well, like, that's a great, you know, I mean, it's a great name because, but I'll, it's only in it's only like because it sounds like it was a band from like Minnesota, a band of Heshers from Minnesota or something. Yeah, you know? totally. So, that's totally. exactly. That's exactly. You know, it's I really see, funny like, because I, I actually had like this the guy. And it was almost like a a, a Rorschach test in um, in reverse. In that, that some some guy, like I, I immediately I was like, okay, let's just call it Deathfix. And I bought the domain and stuff. So I bought Deathfix.com and blah blah blah. Um, and somebody almost immediately wrote me and said, 
you know, hey, I, I made this T-shirt for, and it says Deathfix on it, and I was wondering if you'd sell me the domain because um, I really want to market this T-shirt. And so I was like, I was like, sorry, no, dude. I think I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on to it. But what does the T-shirt look like? And he sent me this, and I, I, it's like the most amazing thing. It's like exactly what you would think. Actually, it's got yeah. this like it's super metal, and it's like. There like is there a lot of like unreadable legible logo? Yeah. <laughs> no, it says very clearly across the top, you know, death fix in like Lots kind of, of biker looking writing. But then it has like some tribal uh, sever- it's a severed hand holding a key. <laughs> it's wrapped it's wrapped around and, and the and there's a, a cyclops snake about to like strike the Holy hand. Shit. And and there's a sword going through both the uh, snake and the hand. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I don't, I don't know why I didn't like fucking buy it from the guy like right away. I was like, oh, give me, like, sell me that design right now. How about now. you sell me your design, bro? <laughs> I'm keep, I know. I'm keeping the domain name, but how about uh, you license me the shit? Yeah. You want to make some offered, real money, I bro? Like, I, was I have so a counter offer. So. By, by the shirt, and now when I look at it, I'm like, I need that. I need. My to name is Brandon Canty. You may have heard of a little show called National Geographic. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, oh. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it from him because it's gonna be an Dude, awesome. It sounds yeah, incredible. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I say it sounds like a piece of yeah, art that I'll is worth you, owning. I have. I have the picture. Do you know where to find him? I was going to go to deathfix.com, but apparently... Deathfix. Apparently some asshole is tying that up. (laughs) (laughs) Won't let the artist have his access to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's deathfix.edu. It's educational. (laughs) Uh, It's just about getting the information out, guys. Now he's gonna want a ton of money because we like now we now we're all, yeah now that he gets the signal bump he's gonna get that signal cast bump dude's gonna be selling some weird t-shirts they're out there somebody just Google 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 shitty skull art (laughs) (laughs) he's the first result (laughs) and the second and the seventh (laughs) but the seventh is an article about it. You know, that uh, actually kind of that actually randomly uh, led to me uh, to another question I had. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. Because <laughs> wow. um, I, I, Nas- I dropped National Geographic, and I was like wondering how you got into a uh, uh, working in television, like how to like doing the, you know, like doing doing making music for like all the different productions you've been, been you know, the Learning Channel and Discovery Channel and stuff. Uh, had you know, like the most? Yeah. I, what was I, like? I, what I was, was the the like the whole like how did that kind of. Uh, yeah, segue from you know playing music into that. So it was kind. Of, I was just kind of being kind of mercenary, you know. I was like had kids coming, and I was like, I gotta fucking, I gotta bring in some more dough, basically, honestly. And I was like, I was like, a lot of my friends. I'm gonna were, isolate that as a, as a uh, soundboard clip too. Brendan Canty saying, "I gotta get more dough." <laughs> like, <I gotta> <laughs> the mercenary capitalist Brendan Canty appeared on the program. That's the, that's the father speaking right there. That's the dad speaking right there. That's the no oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're having kids, I mean, you know, that's, when you really, when you really fuck up and have like four kids, you're like, holy shit, I gotta make. When you love you know, to get you down. Have to make money. Yeah, man, you gotta pay for it. So I had to like. Um, How else are you gonna buy that music equipment for yeah, them? You know, 
Your kid's not in the band. Your kid sucks. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Hutch. Thanks for dropping by the studio. Um, Yeah, so I I basically, I had, you know, a bunch of the people who were, you know, sort of peripherally in the music scene and were like, magazine people or whatever in D.C. started becoming, and the more visually oriented people started started going to work for, mostly for Discovery Channel, um, because they're here in town. Both Discovery Channel and National Geographic are here in town. It's really the only production companies we have here, or, or the only TV stuff we have here, besides, like, you know, political ads and PSAs and shit like that, are are these, you know, are Discovery and, and National Geographic. And, and a lot of my my uh, friends were going into production over there. And uh, and this one, Kurt Sienga, who did the artwork for the first and second and maybe third, he did the first three Fugazi record artwork, uh, and he did um, the, this magazine, Greed, in D.C., and used to do these crazy Greed nights where he would have all the... All the hold on a second. I'm on, uh, I'm doing an interview. What do you mean? Uh, uh, oh, I was thinking my son needs something. I was thinking. But I'm on the radio, or I'm at the podcast. Okay, so I'll be asking that. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> uh, you can't stop the signal exclusive, exclusive. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I was thinking. Is it important? Children in crisis. What do you mean? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. The adults and the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Until it does sound like the teacher and the peanuts. I hope it's like an argument between his son and daughter or something. You're texting with her right now? Yeah. Uh, just give. Okay, you get. Just ask her if you can contact her tomorrow. She's supposed to be able to talk to your coach tomorrow. But you don't want to. You don't want to lose all weekend gigs. Yeah, come on. What's that? You you don't want to work on the weekends for the whole summer. For the next few weeks. Try to get through the next month. Yeah, I mean that might work. Yeah, I just don't want you to lose the gig. I know you don't care, but you got to do something this summer. All right, I'll be up in a minute. So maybe just don't respond to her. Just say you'll have to get back to her tomorrow. Right. So yeah, Ace has got this gig working, pulling, doing the soft serve ice cream at Nationals Park. Oh wow! Okay. And and um, he also is a he's a he's also a. Sh- shit hot basketball player and he's on a couple leagues and he's like he's having all these conflicts so anyway yeah. that's where that was, no, it was so i don't like, want to believe some some real life uh no it's really some yeah, real life logistics handle, sometimes you got to be a dad you know i, mean, I wish i had a fatherly way. advice drop that i could but I we haven't really there, gotten very have, much of that <laughs> that's, that's actually a first so on our show yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> you've never had somebody break out of the moment and have to counsel somebody on whether or not they should be following their dream gig of Playing basketball or take the job of pulling the ice cream or doing soft serve ice yeah. cream at 
it's it's a it's hard you, know, you get those you know, are big the, decisions. It, it'll go that, all over people's hands depends, you know yeah, if you don't know. do it right into the cone so that's important work too it is <laughs> i just i basically don't want him to be like you know sitting around on his Hands, yeah, yeah no, give no, up totally. opportunity. You know, I, I heard Henry sure. Rollins had a background in ice cream. And, I mean, <laughs> well, things, also not just giving out duties, but you, you know, as a father, you want your son out there doing, you know, doing, like you can't just sit around all summer. Come on, man, you gotta. Come on, let's get that. Let's get out there and do something, man. Come on, he's gonna be playing the whole damn world out, out there, there, and you gotta meet it somehow. His game. You know? Well, it's terrifying, and also like the Nats are, are they're awesome, and he loves to, you know, he loves it all. So he likes. It's like the dream job for a fifteen-year-old. That's an awesome job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. He doesn't want to blow that, but he doesn't care. He's at the point where he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to work. So speaking of working, you were talking about uh, you know cashing in the big money money for the uh, yeah is National there uh, oh right is there oh, right. is there so, are there some so, productions we can find you on or there's some something we would be familiar with on the Discovery Channel that you have done some some music uh, anyway so yeah the, right now there's a show on Tuesday nights on National Geographic called Hard Time which is a prison show and Thurston Moore does the narration and I do the music for it what it's awesome. basically yeah no shit it's um. <laughs> You ran, ran out of obscure uh, music documentaries what is like, to Talking Head in. So I was going to say, what? And now he's moved on to, to does, narrating. Does David Frick do the interstitials? I mean, what the? <laughs> <laughs> David Frick burns. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you know, it doesn't take long to figure out that, like, the people who you grew up with are basically running the television networks. You that's know, awesome. I mean, that's, that's, that's the people who are doing the produ- this production are like, all in bands or were in bands and totally. all like DC. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, we so have, that's we have... all like that's like the, the New York DC and New York kind of connection. So basically, you, you have like DC as like the the actual companies of Nat Geo and and Discovery, but a lot of that <clears throat> a lot of that work gets farmed out to like you know people like me who are like you know have production companies and basically. Um, you know, when when they get when they get lucky enough to land a show or a series, they just hire all their friends and they hire, and it, it's not going to last forever. But they can get everybody hired for like the year. Sure, you totally. know, working on thirteen totally. episodes of a series, and we've just been lucky with this one because we've been doing it for four years now. So it's. You know, and it's that's kind of awesome. That's that's kind of common too. I mean, there's obviously a lot of that in L.A. When we had Mike Moraski. From Stillwell Bathrobon. I mean, he's actually had to, you know talk about second acts. Like he's probably much more famous for the you know, stuff he's done at Valve, like the video game things. You know, Left for Dead. He does the music composition and things for that. And you know, and we we couldn't care less. We just wanted to hear Stillwell Bathrobon stories. You know, like but, but but like through the world at large, it's like oh no, that's a huge cultural thing that people know from and that has reached in ways that you know our punk rock indie rock asshole brethren maybe don't give a shit about, but. You know, it's not only good paying work that, especially when you have a family to support, is very important to have. Well, it's, I mean, it's consumed by a lot of people just in different but ways. But you're able to do cool things, yeah, in an yeah, idiom totally. that's seen by people that may, they may not be into, uh, you know, these people may not be into Death Fix or Fugazi or like any of your other bands, but they can enjoy this show that's apparently narrated by Thurston Moore. <laughs> right. Well, he's got a great voice. I mean, he's just got this really great ambivalent voice for you. So he doesn't. It's one of those guys, it's really a, a good decision by the producers because, you know, they're doing a prison show, right? I mean, which is just rife, rife with, like, all sorts of problems. Like, if you overblow the drama of it, you know, you're suddenly 
super, I mean, you're already exploiting people. But if you really blow it out and, like, make it, like, I mean, the beginning, what I will say is, like, it's on National Geographic, right? I mean, you have, like, the bumpers and stuff like that that are, like, pretty dramatic, and it makes it seem pretty dramatic. I mean, it really is, like, it's too, it's a bit much. Like find out what they call it's, them it's animals. The style, yeah. You know, speaking that's... of prison, yeah, you know, uh, prison yeah, shows, but, uh, but, the, the, the guy that, style. The guy that narrated Shawshank Redemption was really good. Uh, they should get him to do some things too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> Who let that guy on the show? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Security, security. <laughs> I <forget his> name. <laughs> but Secure the compound. He was good. He's got a great voice. I think I think we'll go far in this business. Thurston Moore has this like like kind of like ambivalent voice, you know, and it kind of just, you just kind of like, let's it, let's it go. And so, and, and the same with like my music is like, not necessarily like, it's not like strings and stuff. It's just like, kind of, you know, it's, it, it's awesome because they're like, just do what you do. And I was like, it's like one of the only shows because a wow, lot of the time awesome. they'll do these soundtrack things and they're just like, it's really, you have to make it super blown out. You have to cool. make it. It's Sometimes really, it's even replacement. It's like, oh, we want something like this Verve song, but we want it to be, you know, be more this yeah. at the end. Like, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. You aren't speaking English. You know, like, it's like right. that's not, I don't think you yeah. understand how music works. Right. And then, and this is like, these guys are like, it, it's, I've never, I've never had any show where I've been able to compose so squarely in my wheelhouse as the show so wow and they're really the greatest group of people and i'm honest i'm not even burn to shine come on i mean you're allowed to do all those guys those (laughs) those guys are great (laughs) which is a good production which is great and i'm glad you brought that up mouse because i've totally meant to mention about that and we got way way down the rabbit hole on on this other stuff which is also equally interesting and i actually will be checking this show out because my girlfriend loves the prison shows and any kind of like real crime kind of stuff. And I, generally speaking, I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't fucking stand it. But you know, there's enough of a hook there that like I, I would, I'm definitely gonna like check it out for sure. If nothing else, well, maybe they, just they, for the a, music. It's a lot. It's a good looking show, and they also like they really. I mean, you let me know what you think. Oh, well. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased, but I I I, I think that they spend there's there's they spend a lot of time just in interview mode, you know, and just kind of doing these. I could see where that'd be really do. interesting actually. So, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, mouse, well, mouse brought up burn to shine. And that's something that not a lot of people are aware of necessarily that you do that. I, I think it's great. I, I have a, I don't have all of them. I've got a few of them on DVD and it's such a cool premise because you did this thing where, okay, you have this abandoned building or, or about to be a demolished building. Okay, this building's yeah. like the building's about to die, and the life cycle of the building, this building is on its deathbed, and then you have these bands from the city come in and play, and you film the performances in the, in this this edifice that's about to be you know torn down and destroyed, uh, which happened very naturally for the first one, right? Like that was the, it was uh, they're they're all destroyed in a rather unceremonious, horrible fashion, but yeah, they're it's like. Basically, they're, we try to get them to be burned down, which mm. is really we only mm. achieved in in D.C. and Portland. The other ones were, um, well, we we have really just did six of them. So they're they're about an hour long, and every band just comes in and just does one song in front of the cameras in that in the in the house. Um, so it's like a time capsule, and then the house itself is just destroyed. Yeah, I really love um, the premise. Yeah, like I was, I actually wasn't wasn't familiar with it until I. 
I, I got a couple of them. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we're going to try to put them all up online. They, they've never been online. They've never been like properly put up. Yeah, was this DVD format. only? I think right uh, or VHS? Yeah, maybe. I think there there's four. There we shot six of them. Four of them came out, and then we were being distributed by Touch and Go, and Touch and Go went out of stop distributing. Are, are you just, are you stopping at six? Or are you going to do any more? You think or? I think we're done. I think we're done. Mostly because there's a, it, it, it was like 2004. Mostly, most of them happened 2004 to the, through 2006, and there were not a lot of things like it going on at that point. It was like really a way to kind of go out and number one for me to kind of like go out and be still somewhat involved with the people I love the most, you know, which is musicians, mm. and and number number two to sort of like to create these little time capsules to create these, you know, right. because I knew, I, you know how tenuous bands are and how they're here and they're gone the next day. And, you know, that, that was the premise of it was this feeling like while we can, while we have the ability, and this was when, you know, digital cameras started to look good. So I was right. like, well, yeah. you know, now they're all shooting, tw- they're shooting 24 frames and, you know, we could get them, you know, we could get them a bunch of people and get them for, for pretty cheap and just like knock it out in one day. So the whole thing was designed to sort of, and, and not only that, but also to have like sort of better known bands. Like we got uh, Ben Gibbard or, or Eddie Vedder or Wilco or something like to come in in their, in their respective towns and actually be a part of it. And so I kind of felt like that was a nice thing because it actually, you know, helped get the get it out there but also help the other bands that people don't know so much and it also contextualized the bigger bands in as humans you know you're like totally well yeah they're yeah, okay totally. they're 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 people too they're yeah, part of they're, they're part of a theme too you know yeah, exactly like they they go to they go to gigs they, exactly. You know, they, they, they eat at the same restaurants that everyone else in this neighborhood does you know? yeah well Absolutely. and it's like i found out about it through our mutual friend uh bob weston who, uh, yeah, you know, from Shellac, he made me who do that second one. <laughs> uh, and he told me yeah. about it, and I was like, "That sounds fucking awesome. This sounds great." And and like he, you know, it, he presented like you know, in a way that's like you know that these buildings that are kind of unceremoniously being decimated, and like there's nothing that's really more that's going to happen with them. Their their usefulness has ended. And this is a way to kind of like, you know celebrate the building and kind of like, like you said, get a snapshot of something that you know, may or may not even be around a month from now, let alone a year from now. And it's yeah. really unique because it's very purposefully regionalistic that way. Uh, and I don't, right. I can't think, I can think of a couple shows, uh, series, series, series that have done that, but not necessarily tying all those things together. So it's it's a cool premise and it's a neat series. So you said there is going to be some online distribution. There's going to be online because we did one in Louisville and we did one in Atlanta and we never put those out because and so I, I need to get them. I need to get those out for sure. And I want to. I basically, my idea is just to tie it to some sort of charity, you know, in yeah. each town, yeah. and then just get it up there so that people can. So that it creates some sort of portal to some something, something so that helps good. out the town. That's great. And you know, like there's like the Atlanta one. It's got Mastodon, Deer Hunter, Black Lips. Wow. Um, God, it's, it's off the hook. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, and and it needs to come out. And then yeah, nice. the the yeah, I'd love yeah, to see that. Yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll get it together. Randomly uh, leads me to another question. How did you meet Eddie Vedder? Eddie, I met him first when, when Pearl Jam opened up for Fugazi in L.A. 
back in, I mean, I want to say like 89 or something, or, or, or 90 or something like that. We were playing, whenever they started, it was one of their, it was a really early show of theirs. And they, we played a rock for choice benefit at, um, nice. And uh, in LA, you. good on you. Yeah. In, in, in LA at the, um, shit, I can't remember. Um, I'll, I'll remember, but it was, it was, we, You'll we remember it tonight when you go to sleep, I'm sure. That's usually the way it works for me. Yeah, it'll pop up. I'll call you back in about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tumidor! It's cool. it's, it's, ah! it's um, gonna, it was on vibrate, man. We missed the call. We, that's Sorry. where you first in met, advance. met the man. <laughs> <laughs> but L7, yeah, L7 had, had organized these kind of events, and, and, and we played it, and, um, and they opened up, and there was... You know, and I met him, you know, that night, and he was just really, you know, quiet and really, you know, he's like, I really dig your, I, I really love what you guys have been doing for, you know, forever and blah, blah, blah. And so he's just, and we've been friends ever since. I mean, really, he's just a, a complete sweetheart, you know? And um, a lot of the people who we worked with early on ended up working for Pearl Jam, you know, when I go, like his monitor mixer was our monitor mixer from 89, 90, 91. Wow. You know, they, they're all the rat sound. <laughs> right all the rat sound people who came from The, LA, the people are uh, on the way up or on the way down, they were, too. They were, yeah, the rat sound was like, it's all was all the guys who came from like Black Flag. Yeah. And then, so, so those guys ended up, we ended up taking them out. When we were actually at a point where we could actually bring out like full production, we would bring out rat. And they would, and that was like, uh, you know, Smitty, Terry, and George, and all those guys are still, I just saw them all at Coachella. They're all still working. And Carrie, I actually, I didn't see Carrie, but she, Carrie basically does basically the monitors for, for Pearl Jam. And I think that's what it, Dave does all front out and front, Dave Rat does all the front out house mixing for like Foo Fighters and, and, um, Red Up Peppers and then, like George was doing all the big stage of uh, like basically running the big stage of Coachella and just like they're just like they were they were that was our crew you know <laughs> like going out right yeah, um, totally. in senior, senior, senior and buddies and we working just, yeah they were just they were awesome and so and and they've been working ever since you know they've been working that's great you nice. know ninety yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because I like. I I read somewhere like that you guys were like longtime friends and I was like yeah it's always interesting to me like to how these people how meet. that came about because you know yeah. you read like Bon Scott and uh, uh, John Bonham were drinking buddies and you're like holy shit I wonder what even comes up in like those guys dirt like, bagging together what was that just like, like yeah. yeah what was it like just hanging out with those you know they both got the kids together yeah here you know whatever you know like whatever you know like have a beer together yeah together, you know like just random you know just it's always always cool to me and you know as a musician to to hear those stories like. Oh wow, those those two like people of bands that I don't put together actually. Oh, like, it's actually if you are really. I, mean, I don't. You yeah. probably have not seen it, but it, it comes up even in the uh, the Cameron <laughs> the Cameron Crow the Pearl Jam. Oh, that Pearl Jam document. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I shot that, 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 like how important shot... Fugazi is to him. And uh, right, well, I yeah. knew that, but you, wait, Brendan, you said you shot some of that. I shot the last. Yeah, my my. I have a production company, here, and my my crew shot the the last. I don't. I think it's the last sequence in that film of them nice. playing up in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, I, I actually have not seen that yet, but I've, I've been mean, I've been meaning to check that out. Even though I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not a Pearl Jam fan, but I'm a fan of music documentaries. Like I watch a music documentary about a band that I'm like, you know, maybe lukewarm towards or something just yeah. because I enjoy the form and I enjoy the story. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I see their, yeah, mu- yeah. their music is my least favorite element of that movie to be clear. But, uh, but, yeah, it's, right. but, it's, but it's a good movie. <laughs> That's good. And, and, no, and there, it, you know, it, it, Eddie, it very much like to, to to be it okay for me to say it, but there's very much a moment of like, oh, it's like Eddie wanted to be Fugazi. He became this much bigger thing, but he that's not who he was, and it was never going to right. be. But he sort of obsessed about yeah. that for a time. Sure, and, and some, really, in mean, the middle they, of their career, a, they have done a goddamn good job of running that that team and that that yeah. crew. It seems like a very sustainable, happy family kind it's of like vibe. A fucking, it's amazing. It's like a family, and it's like, and those guys, like, if, if the if there was ever a band that like generated within it the the familial at you know um uh, atmosphere that we had which was just basically you know family i mean just straight up family right. i mean and and just yeah. treating each other right and treating you know treating the fans right and just trying to treat people the way you want to be treated just and with respect sick. and you know yeah i mean and and it, you know that they're doing it and they they just do it writ large you know they just do super you know they're they're they were, um, you know, they just, you know, went for it in a hell of a way. And, but they, you know, they, they still, they're still the same people, you know, honestly. Like, and Matt is amazing. Matt's a great guy. And they're, they're just, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I really can't overstate how, like, they're, like, fucking awesome to work for um, and to work with. All um, right, all right, I get it. I'll, I'll go work for him. <laughs> we get okay. it. Those guys are cool. <laughs> all right, man. I'm sorry. Fine. Well, enough with the hard I, sell. Okay. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm we're gonna, gonna get. We're gonna go get I'm jobs. Pick, I'm gonna pick up the records tomorrow with no. Pearl Jam. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You don't have to. You yeah. don't have. You don't have to love them i'm just telling you no no, no, it's, no but that's great to hear you i know, find them like, to be an interesting character study for all the reasons that you mentioned because no, exactly like they're like it, yeah you know they definitely yeah. they had they, they didn't follow the script for what they were supposed to do from the you know the rock and roll paradigm script being what being yeah. what it is and i think that's it's interesting and like for me what i like i'm looking forward to seeing this documentary because i don't quite honestly i don't know that much about them you know, I I, I, I was right. busy no, I hear, touring. You know, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a casual fan, which is why I asked a, the question, like, because it's always it's like interesting. It's like, oh, I didn't know they actually knew each other. You know? Yeah, like, and there you go, like, you know, oh, yeah, we're friends. You know, like, and they and then yeah, you you actually know a lot from them. You know, like, yeah, you've known them over the years. You know, it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's good. It yeah, it's a weird, you know, I I hear you. I, I you know, I I think the the main like from recording. I don't know. It's an interesting thing because when you like because Eddie did. British Island was the only time I ever recorded him, and um, no, that's not true. I actually did a, a, the uh, uh, acoustic. I did an acoustic film with him about a year ago called Water on the Road. Um, but he and that was just like him playing shows basically here in DC, but um, with his acoustic thing. But but if you ever want to look like a, a brilliant audio engineer, you just get Eddie Vedder <laughs> and put a mic in front of his face. It's like immediately you're like, oh, that's that's how he does that. Like he just does it. He just does awesome. like that's just. And if it, and if he has, you know, if there's, if and I and I've just come to believe like if if somebody has like a natural talent like that, like it's just ridiculous to try to um, sublimate it. You know, you just gotta yeah, absolutely. You gotta, like 
let them do it, man. You know, like, let them do their you thing. Know, you, you would do it if you had that voice. Exactly, I would too. <laughs> so, as much as uh, you know, talking about you know the the, the band as, as family and the you know the the peripheral people being part of the family as well, you know, that that was like a running theme with Fugazi and with all things that Fugazi did throughout the the many things that you guys did. So, is that held true? You know, when you guys are you know not being Fugazi, like, do you still talk? Do you still yeah? You know, hang out. Yeah, like, what, does, what does that look like? Do you are you watching Monk together? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, we're not watching Monk together, but uh, you know, but our <laughs> my youngest is my youngest is you know my son Asa loves Monk. He loves that show. But anyway, but it, it's uh, a it's a totally Ian, fine show. It, it, yeah, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's totally it's solid LA. plus. Who yeah. shot now? Ian 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 lives really close. I mean, lives uh, you know five minutes from me, and his kid is about the age of my youngest, and he comes up all the time. He makes a real effort to um, stay in our lives and us in his. And um, and then Guy, you know, unfortunately Guy moved to New York, but even so, it's just sort of this constant. I mean, I still see him every time I'm up there, and he comes down and. And I see, you know, we 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 end up spending a bit of time together, you know. So, right. and we're we're still really close. And there's and there's also there's just a bond. And Joe lives in Rome, so that's right, a little yeah. tougher. And I I went out there a couple of years ago with with Asa, my oldest, and we spent a week with him. And you know, and and he's if he just doesn't come back that much, his folks have passed uh, passed away, and so he doesn't come back to DC that much. Um. But um, but we communicate a lot. You know, there's a lot of, you know, emails to all four of us. There's just this, there's this, like, line of communication that's going between the four of us, basically involving YouTube videos, to be honest with you. Sort of like, <laughs> check this shit out, blah, 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 you know. Just like right. anybody else would. There's just Have like, you seen you know, this cat? Group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, a little cat superimposed on a YouTube video of Fugazi at Gilman in 1990. <laughs> I mean, it's always about us. It's always like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, we definitely. I mean, it's just whatever. It's like, a, well, you you share such a deep bond with say, a group I mean, of people. You know, and a do lot so, of years of inside so jokes and whatever. You know, just long running threads. I'm sure. You know, long running bands and bands that hold deep ties like that. I think you end up in a situation where you get that familial sort of you know chosen family thing going on and you get such a deep connecting thread to each other that it would be impossible to even if you don't see them for a couple of years it's like oh this is my brother and i'm yeah up with my brother here who i've not talked to in, in the you know yeah, last year and a half or please something. don't interrupt us yeah yeah <laughs> no we can and we communicate we communicate all the time it's also like it really it's actually i mean i love my brothers and i love my sisters but it's like there's you share things with them that you you would never totally you know right you'd, totally yep um so so it's it's something that i i i still really really cherish and it's something i really lean on and i i look to it's like the gold standard of like what am i looking for you know and it's like oftentimes i'm looking for that connection you know 
and it's tough because it's just everybody's doing different things now. You know, it's like everybody's raising their kids and right. Um, you know, everybody they all have. There's also a connection like, that's that's built over like experience. You know what I mean? Like like it's like, totally. Know, like, like, and seeing the world from the inside of a band is something that's such a unique experience. That I I can't. I mean, I imagine it must be what it's like if you have you know army buddies or something to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's such a unique experience and something that. It's hard to even explain or quantify that's in like a crazy person. <laughs> but right. Well, you know, you, you know, because you only get one chance to like sleep in a squat in Dusseldorf where the toilet smash and you have to piss out the mail slot. You know, and, like things like that. Where you're just, like, it's just so fucked up. You know, like and you don't, you know, you know. At, Other people are not going to totally understand without being there. Even like, oh, if, that sounds terrible. If, it's like no, it was awesome. Even, they're not even going to care that you, they're like, why are you even talking about this? But why you know don't you put yourself in this this piss slot position? You know. Exactly. The piss slot so position. Like, why would you even do that? Like, would not, now, would not it, see. Does, it, it does seem insane yeah. at this point. But you know what? It just it, or nah, you it know, was awesome. But even if you had, but even if you name your band Death Fix, like there's no way you're going to go back to Dusseldorf and piss through a mail slot. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's well, not, that's you know, not you, part you, of your current life plan. Yeah, it's probably. And that's not. part of what you're talking about, you know, on being on, you know, kind of the other side of all these live experiences and these huge things that you're still playing music and you're doing new things that you haven't even done before, and you're trying to put a different kind of your yourself and authenticity into the music, but you're doing it in a way you have these experiences and you've had this entire history behind you that and everyone has their history behind them, even if it's, you know, incredibly boring, but you've had all these experiences and these things that have built you up to where you are that you can take that and kind of run with it in a way that, you know, you, it, it makes it you. And I, and I think it's, it's interesting that some, you know, some of the best advice I've ever heard and have subsequently stolen and given about younger bands is that, you know, you need to find out what makes you, you, and then do that really well and keep doing that. And yeah, for sure. I think that holds true for any band, any genre. And I'm, I'm interested to, to see what you guys, uh, what the death fixes uh, have going on uh, coming up. I, I think you guys got some really, uh, you got some tunes. I think you might be going places. I got some friends at some major labels. They're really interested. I sent them a cassette. And oh. uh, <laughs> Well, where did East Coast Neutron come from? What's going on, buddy? I think you guys got a bright future ahead of you, and we're gonna think you're gonna... going places. Think you got a good sound? No, we'll play you on the secret cast. We'll tell our friends. I like the funk song. Right, I was hoping man. we could throw in some, uh, you know, the game. Maybe get some of the rap stars in there on the sequel. <laughs> the game. That's, That's what current. we need. That's we need a, we need kid. We need kid Cuddy to pick up on one of our tracks. Right. Seriously though, you know, if you really will, yeah, I mean, sorry, I had to sabotage all that earnestness with like a terrible industry joke, yeah, but uh, cool. yeah. No, that that's that's you know that's great to hear. Uh, have you? And we probably should start wrap, wrapping up here. We've we've kept you on for a long time, but I, I'm super curious. Has there been like what's the most absurd? We want Fugazi to reunite and play this. Like what's the most what, absurd? The, offer craziest, or offer? craziest, yeah, craziest scenario proposed of just like what we would never. What the? Why would you think that we would? Is there something without think, throwing anyone under the bus or anything? You know, but. Or from no, I'm trying to, I mean, I, I was, I, I think the weirdest one that, um, I think it was, I want to say now it was the big Lebowski. 
You know, like there's like some World Series of Bowling in there, or there's some championship bowling thing, right, at the end of Big Lebowski. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think they had, but this was a long time ago, but they had asked us to play the Star Spangled Banner in that. <laughs> in the movie? In yeah, the in the movie for that. Wow. That was pretty good. Yeah, and that I regret wow. right now. Now, to, to, now wow. I regret. That's crazy. That's a crazy but then story. On, on, a, on a rather typical basis, it's that like, crazy you know, somebody story. will... Somebody will send me, like, send us, like, an offer for, like, 200 grand to do, like, an Audi commercial. And you'll be like, God, it sucks to be in Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm part of this chain email. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Just don't uh, even show me that shit. It'd be like... <laughs> And, and yeah, and like, have you guys ever listened to our band or? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Do you know that, anything you know? about it or anything that we stand for? And by the way, it would be a huge get, something? though. You know, it would be yeah. like, he, just uh, yeah. to tell your friends. You know, you're like, oh, I don't even like this girl, but she's the prettiest, and <laughs> and, and clearly the most yeah. obs- the most obstinate to my advances. I'm gonna get her. Right. You right. know, it's like that. Yeah, it's we're gonna like, get him for our like, car commercial. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we're well, gonna get we're like gonna get merchandise. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> oh God! The uh. music definitely floats at this point. Kind of floats, you know, separate from the from the ideology completely. Yeah, I'm point. sure. I mean, well, well, and that's it's just like yeah, it's long enough. That that's people, one thing that I found really interesting is that you know, with with time being what it is, that I, I think in my world anyway, more attention has been paid to the music, which at the time the you know, the legend of Fugazi. You know, they never. They never do interviews. Which, first of all, you guys fucking interviews all the goddamn time. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for coming out of your elusive period of silence <laughs> to be with right. us tonight. It's like, like just because you're not on MTV doesn't mean you're not doing a fucking interview, asshole. Anyway, but uh, you, right, you know, yeah. there's all there's all this like stuff that oh, I think they live on a commune or something, and you know, they only eat rutabagas and like this fucking crazy misinformation <laughs> thrown out there that. It's like no in a pre not. in a pre internet era like Where there was definitely a, a, fu- a a fascinating Fugazi backstory of they're like just dudes. Of, they're just, of myths they're just dudes. No, uh, but they're just dudes. removed from sort of like that that anti image towards like the corporate culture that you guys put out there which was a great and bold move I, I think the music itself has kind of been allowed to grow a little bit and kind of be what it is which I you know frankly I think is is fucking awesome, and that's not a very daring opinion, I know, but <laughs> but like uh, go, out, I, go out on a limb. Buddy. I think it's cool because it used to be, you know, the the, the tagline in the in the music reviewing world is like, oh, they kind of sound like Fugazi. Go, well, what does that mean? It's like that could mean like seven right. different things at at the totally. least. You know, like what era yeah. of Fugazi? Like what Fugazi doing? What doing this? Doing that? Does it sound like? Margin Walker? Does it sound like Steady Diet of Nothing? Does it sound like In on the Kill Taker or End Hits? You know. It, and none of those things even all sounded alike at all. And I think it's part of what the legacy that you guys have made, which is a very lasting and enduring legacy. It's kind of interesting that the music for you guys has actually been elevated because it was so, I'm not going to say marginalized, but definitely de-emphasized. Oh, it was totally marginalized. It was totally marginalized at the, in the past. Right. People would never write about us, our music, ever. Right. I mean, it was like, um, it was just about how, like, these like iconoclasts. Yeah, crazy these, we were. They, and, uh, yeah. they conduct and themselves this way. They conduct themselves this way. Do- yeah, dogmatic. And and you're like, dude, we're fucking jamming here. Humor- Listen to humorless, man. We, we got the humorless. Yeah, yeah that's, that so is hardcore. an unfair tag. And you're not at all yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And that, and that was, you know, and that was certainly something that 
I, I kind of knew, but definitely along with the, you know, when I actually met you guys, uh, I just felt that that was something that, you know, you guys are like full of humor, all of you. Like, you're just like, oh, you get these are some funny motherfuckers. Like, and of course they are, because, you know, you're this family or this band yes, and you're, you're on the inside of, uh, of doing all this stuff and you have your own secret language and whatever and it's like oh they're just they're just people and they're not they're not these like you know robed figures that are sitting on the <laughs> although on to the be horizon. fair right. brendan i do often picture you in a robe i mean just just because in a robe yeah, well i'm i am in a robe i'm in a robe right now. More, more of a bathrobe but <laughs> you know, i mean but, you know i mean not, not like a fancy one more of like you know like like terry, a, like terry a, cloth a kimono you know? I'm talking like bed bath. I mean, I'm, I'm dressed like the Pope right now. Nice. Shit. I want to see that chair. Yeah. Why are we not doing this the, on uh, Skype? I, it's the beauty of radio. Oh, right, exactly. exactly. Um, we do a lot of visual radio. We do a lot here. of visual. <laughs> yes, we you do. You can't stop the signal. Yes, we do. The um, Yeah, but I just find it interesting when people like re- reference back to like when they talk about, they don't, I mean, when you talk about like five dollar doors or anything, it just sounds like you're talking about like Alice Cooper in 1971. Right, like, exactly. It's so it's just so long ago. It like, sounds I mean? like a longer a, anachronism than it actually is, considering how yeah, much things yeah, it's like yeah. not not really money. They don't really realize that ticket prices have like you know quadrupled in like five oh, years. Jesus, you know? it's ridiculous, man. So it is ridiculous, and everybody sort of. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I don't give a shit. But it's like, yeah. it's kind of willing. I mean, they're kind of like willingly paying $100 to see whoever at this point. So, right. anyway. So it just makes that's it, a whole nother time. conversation. I mean, it's really a whole not other, a lot. It is. That's a whole like we can go down that rabbit hole if we want, but no, we really should. Uh, we've we've kept John for a while now. You yeah, really... we we can okay. we can talk about that when we have you in in person. Yeah, we should have you in person. That. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, it's all right. Uh, so what do we got? We got some death fix stuff coming. You, you you're doing some more shows, uh, right? Well, we, were, we I think we're going to come out in the fall sometime. I, I haven't Great. figured it Excellent. out exactly. We were going to come out. We were we were going to come out in late May and June, and then um, we decided to postpone it for um, a couple different reasons, but mostly. Um, you know, just basically because we want to have more people come out to the show. <laughs> so we right, want to right. need a little bit, a little bit more time for for things to you know for people that know that we existed. Basically, well, and let us know. Fun. You know, we'll we'll get the word out, yeah. get that signal bump. Uh, you know, if you need an opener, we'll go get the thermals and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've talked to Hutch Harris. We know how to get in touch with him. <laughs> Not in the band. Your kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm awesome. Call him right, right now. You should. You um, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely put the word out when we come out there. It'll be sometime in in the fall for cool. sure. Well, we'll I'm, look, I'm looking there. forward I'm to seeing you. It's uh, yeah. I, 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 we dig the record, and you know, I'm excited to to, to see you play. And I, I, you know, I'll make sure to stare you down. Scrutinize <laughs> your every move. It's gonna be awkward. Street. I'll be I'll be only staring at your hands and seeing what your hands are watching what your hands are. Oh, uh, Canty thinks he's a guitar player, huh? Okay, All right, what's buddy. You doing? What's you doing, huh? All right. <laughs> Let me see some solos. No. Oh, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna one note you. Go into hit the your ground. bell. Hit your bell. All right. <laughs> you got any uh, two hand for a tapping? Stare me down thing? and just one note me, just staring me down like, yeah, what, fucker? What? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, get ready, man. All right, Brandon. All right, well, guys, thank, hey, thank you so, so much, much man. No, it's been, it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate thank it. You. 
It's been awesome. <laughs> right on. I'll, t- I'll talk to you. I'll t- talk to you later. <laughs> All right, awesome. later, man. Right on, dude. Take care. Right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Brendan Canty. Fucking phenomenal. That was dude. awesome. What a great dude. That was awesome. Yeah, that's good. Let's um I got through all my questions. How about you guys? I did pretty good. Pre production Minot over here. <laughs> uh we're gonna pre- season, pre- season two guys. I know I'm bringing it. I know you are. You're, 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 you're setting a, a gold that standard shit. that's gonna be hard to yeah, for the rest guys, of us to you go. You guys with. prepared? You guys prepared for uh I prepared with some music, so we're gonna we're gonna you, hear what some you got? tunes. What's we're gonna hear a little old and hear a little new. Okay. All right. And uh, we're gonna start with the 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 Fugazi or as a friend of did mine. Did we clear this with Discord? Uh yes, Ooh, we did. And they're very litigious, I hear. They're they all are. about the money. They're speaking of <laughs> this big game, money. Really are or Pugazi, as as a uh, oh, friend of my friend. On. Oh, that's good. That's rich. No, no, he had a uh, he it wasn't like related to Pooh. He just couldn't say mm. he couldn't say his F he said his F ah. says P, so he's like I like my favorite band there, Pugazi. Yeah. It was very cute in its way. It was very roly poly. I'm telling uh, you said that. Gentlemen, you should. Tell him right now. Anyway, uh, there you go.
death fix and that incredible shirt that Oh man, find I it. wish I could see it. I know. I want to see it right now. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I painted a word picture. Swords and Jesus. Yeah, Brendan Canty. Situation going on. Too many things going on. I can't even remember. That's called uh, "Better Than Bad." That's the kickoff song. Web domain captive holder. Off of the eponymous death fix debut. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I, I like story. that record a lot. <laughs> eponymous is the word you use when you've, you you know, like you're just far too arrogant to say the word self titled. It is like a, it's a highfalutin way to say self-titled. <laughs> uh, before uh, that, I, I don't know something that means, could be communicated so with two letters and a slash. Before that, we got a uh, demo from some uh, new band. I'm not quite sure what the name is, um, but uh, it's called uh, uh, Ru- Runway Return. I think it's, uh, it starts with an F. I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, it's uh, a Fogies. 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 Faux Jesus? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't know what they're trying to go for it's here. Not. Come is, on, dude. This is bad. <laughs> this is going to cost us our our, our potty award <laughs> that we were going to win from the podcasting guild this Fuck year. this podcast. I'm getting a fucking root now. This sucks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck this fucking... <laughs> I said oh, that. Oh, man. I really did get a root now. But on the opposite end of things. To Brandon, be fair, that Brandon was Canty, the last a, one I listened what to. What a delightful man. Yeah, but what a great dude. Uh, that was a... Pretty fun conversation, and uh, hopefully I'm, able to steer his son towards a. Uh, a, oh, I a, meant to a, like, a work. Yeah, I meant to tell him like there's a lot of athletic. Yeah, we, we had it. We had our first. Uh, you know, just we have a, we have the fact check. We have the it's a, you can't stop the signal. Fatherly advice. Fine. I know, dude. He was like sitting in. Brendan knows best. <laughs> Brendan like, knows you best. You can't have your... <laughs> that could be on the We've Got Wood station. The thing is always right. You can't really, kind of can't have your like teenage son just dicking off his whole fucking summer vacation. You know, it might sound cool to him now. He's going to get bored. You you want him out there. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. You, know? yeah, you want him there. scooping out the soft serve. So for all you uh, fathers out there. I like how he referred to it as pulling soft serve. Pulling soft serve. <laughs> in, in every case. I appreciated that. Pulling That's the East Coast. Pulling soft serve. Yeah. yeah. They have Ivies. We have dryers. You know, it's just different out there. Man, I'm, I'm still like obsessed with the idea of that shirt, though. I want to see it. Even I, I don't necessarily want to own it, but I want to see it for sure. Oh, you'll own the shirt. Well, so. go ahead and get on the internet and search for this because you ain't going to fucking find it, loser. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about there? Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> I don't it remember. It was, something, it was something in the last episode. <laughs> oh, I, I made podcast notes on my iPhone, other than my Brandon Canty notes. Mm, wow. Look how prepared this motherfucker is. Season two, is. this which, guy which, over which here. Which you made in analogs. Head yeah. researcher, Jacob Menoff. He's wearing some very hefty glasses, and they've slid towards the edge of his nose. I you can guys, assure you. No, it's not. It's No, come back. It's not part of the... Oh, there we go. Where we oh, yeah, podcast notes. What do we got here? Uh, oh, way <laughs> to the noodling zone. This is some noodling going on. Oh, no, these aren't, these aren't good. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, I thought I had. This something. is a new segment called "The You Can't Stop the Signal." Large vocalized buildup to nothing with mouse. It was yeah. I'm there, sorry. there was a lot of uh, static. There was a lot of uh, uh, hushed voices that I don't know if you knew I could hear. So, um, <laughs> Rob yeah, Montage. I have like Wax one here. like brief like yeah topical note, and then just me being drunk at Lanceblitter, saying, "Holy shit, I'm at Lanceblitter, and they're playing live." <laughs> I bet that seemed like an awesome story. Then lightning fucking crashes. It's 2013. Are you fucking kidding me? I think yeah, we did. did we, 
I was. That's what it was. I've been making. Did fun we do of that some song. live material on the? I, the I think radio. we made Did fun we of it. Our, was that our show or another show? I'm a fucking. I was, I don't know, yeah, like, but we we were making fun of live, and I've been making fun of live since like for the last week or two. And Sounds then, like yeah. butthole though. It really you sound it, like a you doggy. And that was it. Like I'd, can. <laughs> I'd never fucking don't heard. talk over my drop, dude. Oh, go ahead, dude. Do your little. Somebody you sound like a dog eating meat out of a garbage can. Someone gave Conan a soundboard. Uh, no, uh, we like, yeah, but it's like, holy shit, it sounded just as bad as you wanted, that you thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't that's remember really, that. That's a really well. terrible band. It is, not yeah. A, I, 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 and I had not heard them since because we'd been making fun of. We, we had asked like, when was the last time you heard it? Like, Jeez, I haven't heard it since. So, you know, like, so fucking bad. And there you go. I went into an establishment that does well enough to like keep themselves open in oh. the Grand Lake District, and they fucking were playing that shit. Hey, man, that was fun. Thanks. Thank you, Brendan Canty. Oh, what a thoughtful, Aww. thoughtful Aww. character! What a great guest. Dude. What a red dude. I know. Like I, I, I felt bad. I can't off get the mad phone at you, Brendan like, Canty. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk. I can't more. quit you. Yeah, fuck live. To be clear, <laughs> if I haven't my, been my addendum to that was, and now it's seven. Mary three's cumbersome. Jesus <sighs> Christ. Beck Jesus. Glycerin. Fuck this. That was the. I was just randomly the playlist of the pizza. Bush Glycerin. Uh, Beck did not do Bush, that. Song. Oh, sorry, yeah, but no, Beck didn't. Beck, I, I would hear sorry, the Beck, Beck cover of Beck. I love you, and that's. Oof. Although Bush did employ uh, uh, Andy Cohen from Silkworm and Bottomless Pit as a tour guitar player, huh. as evidence in the "Couldn't You Wait" Silkworm movie, which is fantastic, and I can't wait to talk about it on an episode that's not this one, which is now like the fourth time I've not talked about it. But a uh, great documentary if you haven't checked it out. Uh, Couldn't you wait? Dot com. You're gonna yeah. wait another week, my <laughs> friend. You're gonna, wait. You're gonna keep waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had for podcast. No, it's just the, the horrible fucking playlist at the lane splitter that I ate at. Well, there you go. There uh, you go. They played live, and then live. they played Seven Mary Three, and then they played Bush. Wow. So what I've gotten out of this episode is that live sucks. Live does suck. That, still, uh, they still still suck. suck. That's, they still yeah. suck. <laughs> that's not a new they, development or anything. Turns out, doesn't hold up at all, bro. Oh, but they're uh, still Brent, around. Brendan Canty is only in it for the money. Yeah, Brendan Canty is, is here for cash. That's the takeaway. He's is here a, for the cash. He's a shark in the water. He's here to uh, look out for him. Choke as as and cash checks. Is what he doesn't want for. your t-shirt business to flourish. <laughs> he's a domain squatter. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of it, a hell of a guy. And, and one awesome guy. That's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we, we've learned a lot here. We learned that, you know, first strike... Against you is if you do some world beat shit, fuck that. Neutron right. won't like it. Sorry, Paul Simon. In the Neutron rule book. In the Neutron rule book. Brought yeah, to man. you by Conan Neutron. Who? Brought to you by You Can't Stop the Signal. You cannot stop these signals. Cool. So uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're all a little strapped, but we're going to make a record tomorrow. That's going to be pretty cool. Oh, not, yeah. Not, not a You Can't Stop the Signal drop themed record, but a. Oh, man. That, that, record, that record would be work, but we'll this, this, some, <laughs> give me this is our, our music band record, which we'll, is going to be easy. For, we'll, pull some, we'll pull some for that. Actually, music band record is the name of, of the record. Victory and Associates <laughs> makes music brand record <laughs> number two. For great culture of fatherland, <laughs> that's what the full Jesus. title is. It's just getting longer and longer. I don't know if I'm playing drums on this record. Oh, shit. <laughs> she, oh it's all yeah, it's all drum machine. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, by this time tomorrow, we're gonna be knee deep in it. So I'm that'll be hoping we'll be able to talk to Mr. Toshi Kasai, our super super yeah. producer Toshi Kasai. Yeah, who, we'll see uh, what happens. We'll see what happens. Get some, get some great tales. <laughs> get recording him on here. from him. Yeah, talking about building bass parts and whatnot. But we uh, <laughs> for the Bloodhound Gang, <laughs> yeah, some great stories. So 
you know, but we we made sure to do this because we want to talk to Brendan. We had a time zone mishap. <laughs> Not that it matters even a little bit to anyone listening to this, but it matters to me. <laughs> exactly in our time. Minutia with you can't stop the signal. Trimutia. It's like way down the list. <laughs> Trimutia. Okay, so, enough of this bullshit. So maybe we should play a song and go away. Maybe and maybe people listening are waiting for the last uh, song so they can get the yeah, fuck the out of here. Yeah, the last song is good. Uh, Sorry, guys. God, we're It's we're like trying. being time travelers that are very amused oh, with yeah. ourselves. Yeah, it's a lot it's, like that. It is a lot like that. So With diminishing returns. This, yeah. <laughs> well, it would have been great if I could have got to it quicker. Well. <laughs> Second season is going to be references only to the soundboard and then me getting pissed off about there being references to the soundboard. And me just bumping into fucking shit. Well, that's... The carryover from the first season. It's a callback, really. Uh, this is uh, the band Stunning, spelled S-T-N-N-N-G. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Minneapolis. This is off of Empire Inward. This is a great record. It's called Brain Dumb. We'll see you guys next time. Dude, we both. Lots kind of, of biker-looking writing, but then it has like some tribal, uh, sev- it's a severed hand 
holding a key <laughs> wrapped it's wrapped around and, and the and there's a, a cyclops snake about to like strike the Holy hand shit. and and there's a sword going through both the uh, snake and the hand. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know why I didn't like fucking buy it from the guy like right away. I was like, oh, give me, like, sell me that design right now. How about now. you sell me your design, bro? <laughs> I'm keep, I know. I'm keeping the domain name, but how about uh, you license me the shit? Yeah. You yeah, want to make some offered. real money, bro? I, was, like, I, was I have so a counter offer. So. By, by the shirt, and now when I look at it, I'm like, I need that. I need My to name make is Brandon Canty. You may have heard of a little show called National Geographic. 